0: Can you put a smile on your face so that I don't get scared of standing here? Amen. Just give a high five to the person next to you. Say, well done for coming. Say, God bless you for coming. Amen. Today, if you look in the bulletins, I've given a title to the message that I'm going to share. (coughs) It's called Open Heavens, Sharpen Your Discernment. I would have wanted to share my testimony, but I think I will have another time. Uh, So, you know, I owe you a testimony, so I'm going to share it very soon. Amen. But today we'll go into the Word of God. Say it's open heavens. We are still under open heavens. Amen. The heavens are always open. Amen. The heavens are open. It's up to us whether we are going to connect to the open heavens, whether we are going to tune in to the open heavens. Amen. So I have titled this today, the the message is Sharpen Your Discernment. Amen. Last week, the pastor was just... Challenging us saying, how are you going to respond to the call? Because the heavens are open, God is speaking, he wants to talk to somebody, he is looking for somebody, you know, Isaiah said, here I am, O Lord, and he was challenging us as individuals saying, how are you going to respond to the call? And I just want to say again this afternoon that <coughs> you need to sharpen your re- your discernment in order for you to be able to respond to the call that God is making to you, amen. In order for you to be able to respond, how you are going to respond to that call that the Lord is making to you, you need to have a sharp discernment. So I want you to say to your neighbor, sharpen your discernment. Sharpen your discernment. Maybe somebody has never heard about the word discernment or we had but what it means, the way I was studying and looking discernment, it just basically means, you know, being able to distinguish between right or bad. Being able to tell between truth or error, it talks about being able to distinguish between things. Being able to re- examine, being able, you know, to study situations, to study and make it come out with a, you know, with a solution. I, you know, there's things at times you just see things, you know, things at times are like black or white. You know, they are in between gray. I mean, they are just like in between gray. But with discernment, you are able to tell black or white. Because you cannot be in, in between. It just has to be black or white. And that's what discernment is. And for every child of God, every born-again believer, it's important for us to have that discernment, to have that spiritual equipment. It's kind of a spiritual tool of called discernment. Amen. And we need it in our Christian lives. So that's why I'm saying when the way how you are going to respond even to things, the way you are going to respond in daily life, even to the call of God, what God is calling you to, even as the heavens are open. The whole thing is always determined by how sharp your discernment is. How sharp your discernment is. It's like a sixth sense, you know, it's like a sixth sense, somehow, that you have as a child of God to tell, to know situations, to tell how to handle, to know how to deal with people, to know how to deal with a situation. It might be even your boss, you know, even at work, you know, everyday life, maybe your lecturer or in your study or a friend, how you are going to relate, how far you will go with a person. It's all because of having that sixth sense, that discernment, that spiritual equipment called discernment, being able to examine things, being able to determine things. Amen. Proverbs three, verse twenty-one. You can beam it up for me. I have an, I don't know if you have that vision, international standard vision, ISV. Would you have that one? I like the way it put there, but if you don't have, you can just put whatever version you have. Proverbs 3, verse 21. It says, My son, do not let wisdom leave your sight. Carefully observe sound judgment and discernment. It says, carefully observe sound judgment and discernment. And First Thessalonians five verse twenty one, it also tells us that we need to prove all things. We need able to be prove all things. And as children of God, as you know, people we are we are always facing situations each and every day. Our lives is all about making decisions. It's all about even when you wake up, whatever you decide, are you going to bath? You are you decide what you are going to do. Are you going to make your bed, or you are just going to leave your house, walk out of your house like that? Are you going to bathe? I know some people don't bathe, especially here in winter. It's all it's all about, oh you no, know, we all make decisions. Oh, those kinds. It's all we are, we are, you know, we are just responsible for deciding every day. But the how how we are going to be successful as children of God, how we are going to be wise, you know, how we are going to have sound judgment, it will now all depend with how sharp our discernment is. How sharp, you know. Uh, but we have that sixth sense, how sharp, you know, it doesn't matter, even your exam, I- even your way, how the way, you know, my sister was just saying about, you know, the way she handles a job, it's all, you need discernment, you know, all kinds of things, because if you don't have wisdom, you can spoil even the work, and, you know, even if as a child of God, your boss will tell you, oh, no, you're not performing. It's well, because if you how sharp your discernment is, how you are going to examine things and how you are going to handle things. And us as children of God, we have the advantage of having the Holy Spirit. So in order for us, for you to have a sharper discernment, how we are going to use that, it's important for you that you develop your awareness of the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was given to us as a helper to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. So you'll find even your spiritual or even for you to live a life that is no free of sin or whatever, you need the Holy Spirit, you know, and the and God speaks to us, you know, we are soul, body, and spirit, and we know God speaks to us through our spirit. It is the human spirit which connects to God, which is communion with God, and God does not speak through your brains or emotions, no? You can walk feeling up like, no, but God speaks through your human spirit. You find that there are times when you can tell, you know what, ah, I just felt in my spirit that I should not go to this place, or I just felt in my spirit that I should not say this, let me stop here. I just felt like, oh, I should not go this way. And then you find, oh, maybe I just felt like I should not take this bus. And then the moment you see you take the next bus, and you find that bus in an accident, which you know, which you just said, no, let me not take that one. Because there's just that, you know, there's spiritual thing in us, you know, because we are our we are connected to God, we are spirit, we connect with God, and we, God speaks to us, God communes with us through that spirit. So there's an inner man, an inner sense, which tells you, even at times, even at times you make a mistake, I think you've noticed, ah, but I just thought in my heart that ah, I should not have done this, Oh, I should not have gone this, because now, look, it has brought me to this, and this is very important for us as Christians, as children of God, too. To pray to God that we, may, you know, God will help us to have a sharp discernment, to sharpen our discernment, and we need to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit as we continue to grow because it's a it's a process which grows. You know, you mature in it as you as you as you grow in the, in your Christian walk, in your spiritual life. You begin, you you find that it also grows as more the more you listen to the Holy Spirit. The, today, the Holy Spirit tells you, "Don't do this, don't go to this place," and you listen, and then you find that the next time a- anything happens again you feel it oh there's just this inner voice telling me not to do this not to say this not to go somewhere because you have the holy spirit in you so the holy spirit begins to tell you but also if you don't listen you also find you, you go into pitfalls you find then oh i felt it i knew it that oh i should i shouldn't have done this that's why it ends, it because you know that God does not like force you, take grip of you, or oh, he should. He gives you that free will choice. So it's now up to you how you will listen to the voice, how you listen to the inner man, how you listen to how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. So we need to develop that as children of God, and it helps us to grow. Even the word of God, the word of God is shared every every Sunday. you come to church every week and the pastor is teaching all kinds of things. But it all depends with how sharp your discernment is and how you are going to apply those things. Then you will grow in your spiritual life. Otherwise, you keep hearing the word of God. You don't put it into practice and it doesn't help you in any way. And you look now, we are now already in December. You look from January to December. How many themes have been shared? How many sermons? And you look at your life. Am I really growing? And so when, as we grow, you know, and, and, and and mature in the Christian walk, you will find that this tool, this spiritual equipment called discernment, it also grows in you. It also grows in you. Amen. And I'm just going to look at some things which form the basis of this w- of discernment. What makes us, you know, sharper? What are the things that we should use to make our discernment go sharper? And I'll say, first thing is, uh, is our, our personal experiences. So just to give some examples in life, like. You know, choosing a marriage partner. times, we make mistakes if our discernment is not sharp. Things like that. Choosing a business par- a business partner or which business venture to go into. You need discernment to, to know the right thing. You'll find, oh, you choose this business venture three months down the line. It has gone down. You've grown broke. You're now in bankruptcy because you made the wrong choice. That's why you need to have a sharper discernment as a child of God. Even choosing your area of study you find oh it's really affected my career because you chose the wrong area of study but with the help of the holy spirit with you being a child of god and developing that too that equipment of discernment you will find you'll be able to make the right choices you'll be able to make the right decisions in your life so it is very important for us that we grow in it and we have a sharp discernment amen so firstly is personal experiences so we have we develop our discernment by personal experiences amen and our you know in life is always full of experiences sometimes good sometimes bad but from all those experiences there are lessons that we can learn there are lessons some some experiences are can be so devastating you know they some can be so terrible but no matter how terrible an experience is it is up to you what you turn it into you can turn, you know, you can make your past experiences benefit you, or they can make you bitter, depending on how you are going to handle it. So that's why I, w- I want us to know: when, whenever we go through life, we should look at the experiences that we've gone through in life, and from every experience, there is a lesson that we can learn, which can make us better. So when I look at at one, one character in the Word of God, David. When we look in at the book of David, you can see, for me, First Samuel seventeen. First Samuel seventeen, I think, around verse. Um, is it from verse twenty-four going onwards? David was one guy. He was a young man who used past experiences to make them work for him. He used, you know, past experiences to turn them, you know, to into. He was a young man with a purpose. He realized that the past, those past experiences, they turned into a purpose, a cause, which he fought for, which brought victory in his life. Amen. So when we saw, you know, in there, we all know, you know, the story of David, how he, he slew uh, Goliath. And when David, we you know, was coming, the father had sent him. It's a long story. We can read it. You can read it on your own. I'll just be giving summaries. And sometimes we, we look at the verses. And when David, you know, he was a young boy, his brothers were in the army, in the Israel, the army of the Israelites. And during that time, they were having problems fighting the Philistines. And then his father sends him to say, you know, you leave the ship. He was a young boy who was shepherding the ship. And says, go to your brothers, go to your brethren, find them how they are doing and bring them some food. And when David arrives, he finds, you know, the two armies, they were encamping side against side. And then there's this one champion, Goliath, and he's saying all kinds of things. And the army of Israel, they were under so much fear. Because of what the Philistines were saying against them, they were losing the battle, and Goliath was challenging them to say, Just bring one person, just bring one man whom I can fight with, and whatever, whether I defeat him or, you de- or he defeats me, then we know that if I defeat him, I will take you all and your children, you become my slaves, and all that. So, like, and they were all just melting under fear because of this man because of this champion and he was big and all oh whatever. But David, you know, he comes he being a young boy and he sees you know, his brothers, every, you know, the army the army of Israel, they are under fear. He says, What is happening? Who is this guy? Who is this man? Who is you no know, who is we saying such bad things to the people of God, to the children of God, to the children of Israel. And he was even mocking God, saying you your God, and mocking him, t- saying whatever, and mocking them, saying all kinds of things, because uh, we know with with these, you know, boasting about these gods of Philistine. Amen. You can start from what verse 24. Let me just go to it and uh, read a, a little bit. First Psalm I'll 1 Samuel 17 from verse okay, from verse 24. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. So they were so afraid of the Philistines' army and Goliath. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and with him his daughter. And make his father's house free in Israel. So this was now what was going being promised to the man who was going to kill Goliath. And David spake to the man wi- w- that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the Philistine man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him? And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why come thou down hither? And with with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart, for you, uh, you have come down so that you may see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward, towards another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And verse 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and a man of four from and he a man of four from his youth. And David said to Saul, your servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Your servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, "Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine." And so I said, "Go and let the Lord be with you." And you see the experiences that this young man had, you know, feeding, you no, know, looking after the sheep, and how he, now he, he learns how he descend to fight for the sheep. When a lion comes, when a bear comes, he would tear them down, protecting his sheep. And then he comes, he sees that my people are in trouble. And this guy is saying all kinds of things, defying the armies of the living God, the children of Israel, children called by God. And he says, How can this be? And you know, he looked at his past, he looked at the things that he was doing, and he gained strength from that. He says, Is there not a cause? Is there not a purpose? Behind every past experience, there is a cause. I want to say to somebody, behind every past experience, there is a cause, there is a purpose. Of which that cause, you know, or the lack of it, it can make you better or bitter. So every past experience, no matter how bad or no matter how good, there is a lesson to learn which can make you better or bitter. Is there not a cause? Is there not a purpose? And David found a cause, he found a purpose because of his past. Looking at the way he had dealt with the animals, how he would protect the sheep from the prey, how he would tear the lions, the bears, and he said, you know what, I can deal with this man. The same way I can deal with this guy. This man who is defying the armies of the living God, I can deal with him. And David found strength from that and he ran for victory. And the way he slew Gol- Goliath, it, it was a surprise, It was a shock because the Philistines, were, they, they had, you know, support. They were all feeling that this guy, you know. And so I was telling him, you know, this man has been a soldier from youth. He has so much experience and you a young boy. But David gained strength from his past experience. So that's how it is. Also, our experiences in the past, they can be very useful in our discernment. We can use them to discern. And some things that we have gone through in the past, they can, uh, they I can help you to tell which decision to make. You know, sometimes you have known, that's why we say, you know, the older people, they have wisdom because they have gone through a lot of experiences. Some experience, they have taught them bad things. You have learned bad lesson. Oh, this way you can't go. So why, why are we children of God? You keep on going back to make the same mistake. Why? Why do you have to learn from that experience? Why do you have to go back again to the same... Same issue, same issue. You're struggling with one and same issue, going back again. Use those past experiences to learn a lesson, to be able to discern in the future. Sometimes when you do counseling with people, person tell you, ah, this it happened five years ago. It happened ten years again. Why? Why do you keep on going through again that same cycle? Why don't you learn? Why don't you learn? Why don't you allow the Holy Spirit to help you to say now which is choice, what best what decision shall you make? Why don't you gain wisdom from it? Amen. So we can use our past personal experiences to help us to sharpen our discernment. Amen. Like David did. Amen. And also secondly, godly counsel. Discernment and godly counsel, they work together. Godly counsel helps us to discern our ways. No man is an island to himself. Sometimes we need people to help us. We need some help. We need counsel. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14 says that uh, where there is no counsel, people fall. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. There are some issues which you find you can't handle on your own. You can't decide. No, sometimes you find that you can't make a decision. Sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you just need a hand to pull you out. You just need a help. Somebody just say, my sister, I think this is the way. My brother, this is the way. And why don't you seek that counsel? There are some people, some Christians, even children of God who feel like I don't know whether it's pride or what or or you think what? They just don't talk to anybody. They don't, they struggle on their own. And time, sometimes you discover after so many months or so many years, it's says somebody is suffering. And who, you have you have you talked to someone, have you nobody? You say, why you why you wonder why are you going through struggle on your own? The when the word of God says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the Proverbs one verse five, Proverbs one verse five, if you, you can beam it, it says that what a wise person will seek counsel. Yes, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So a wise person seeks counsel. So when you seek counsel, you know that you are a weak person. Actually, you're wise. That's what the Bible is telling me. You increase in understanding actually. You're much better than the one who does not look for any help, who just thinks he can handle it on his own, and yet he's dying, he's perishing in his in the whatever, in the state that he is in. It's good to talk. That's why at times we have all kinds of depression, stress, because people are just suffering within within themselves, within themselves. You know you're at a crossroads, you can't make a decision, but why don't you seek counsel? You are about to make some big decisions in your life. Counsel, you know. Our responsibility in this is just we just need to find mature and a spiritually alert person to help us. That's why some people have had bad experiences with that because it's of the kind of people that they've gone to for counsel. Sometimes you even go to an unbeliever on an issue which is very clear, which you think, "Ah, how do you expect an unbeliever to help you with this? And you expect an unbeliever will just tell you, okay, follow the way of the world and something, you know, which is different. If I have my boss and I need an issue, okay, about work, it makes sense I go, okay, and I go and I seek help. But some issues which I know, you know, I just need a person, a, a child of God, a person who know some issues that, and, and why will I go to an unbeliever and ask? There are some issues even when I know my peers or some people, my friends or my best friend, my people my age, that this one I know she cannot handle. And and why if I go, there times I will not get even, you know, the help that I need. It's always wise. Even we have older and wiser people in our lives, you know. It's good to have mentors. i would challenge some people. Say it's good to have mentors. To have mentors, people that you know see you, walk you through, help you. You look up to them, an example. You pray about it, you know. De- spiritually discern even the people. People who have their, ba- you know, we have um, the interests of you, you know. People who want to see, who understand your purpose, your call. People who want to see you grow. People who want to s- build you up. At times, we also have our pastors in our churches. They, you know, basically, they're supposed to have you know, a desire to see you grow. And also, you know, not somebody who looks down on you. Or somebody who you don't really understand. Then you go to seek for counsel for them. So always be, you know, be prayerful about it. Somebody who whom you know is spiritually sensitive. There are times, at times when you just you let me go and talk to this person. But because you know that uh, this person is is, is spiritually sensitive and they, and they can. Because when a person is spiritually sensitive, when you tell them their problem. Some people, you know when you do counseling like I do counseling. When I doing counseling, you're actually praying. At times when a person is telling you their problem, you're also praying. You're connecting with God. God, the Holy Spirit. The person might not see because they are listening and doing, but inside they are speaking. Oh, shakarabakai. You can hear some issue saying, this is so big. And then you even, you as a counselor, are amazed. Ah, this is the advice that I gave them. Where was it coming from? But it, you have to be, you know, spiritually sensitive. So you find somebody who is spiritually sensitive, who can also pray about it, who can give you an answer, a godly answer. Amen. Amen. So let us not despise God counsel. It's also important for us. It helps us also to discern things. It helps us also to discern issues. I remember when I was about to make my decision to get married, to get to go into a relationship. I was very sure, OK, that this is the guy. This is the brother. I had be- I f- prayed, and I believed, you know, I think this, this is the right person. But I wasn't sure of the timing. I was saying, is this the time really that I should go? So I approached one sister, one of my bigger sisters in the Lord, who was watching me grow spiritually. And I called him, and he knows my husband. So I told him, she knew my husband. So I said, no, my sister, this is what is happening. And uh, I'm about to make this decision. What do you think about it? And because for me, my heart is ready, and I'm thinking I'm going for it. And then the person, I was surprised, was okay, she was a sister. She just said, No what? My heart is at peace with it, go ahead. So for me, that was just enough confirmation. So after I had that call, I then just took my phone call to say, let me call the guy and tell him, because I had peace. So because, you know, I knew this sister, how her life and all that, I looked up to her and she she had seen me grow. So I just looked to her for counsel and I just needed that confirmation. And that was it and I went ahead, amen. So there are also some times, even if you have decided, you have discerned, this is the way, and you are going, you just need somebody who just gives you a confirmation. Then you can also seek uh, counsel. Amen. In Daniel chapter 4, we see Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was not wise enough to listen to the counsel. You know, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. In uh, Daniel 4 verse 27, that was a, he had a dream which was troubling him. And he had gone to his sorcerers, all these psychs, or whatever, what they used to do. And nobody had given him an interpretation. And then he had called Daniel. And he even acknowledged, you know, before Daniel, that, you know, Daniel, I know you're a man of God. You're full of the spirit of God. He acknowledged it. And Daniel gave him and told him, you know, king, you have to repent. And this is the only way. This is what the dream means. And you have to repent. That was the counsel that he got from from Daniel, but look what Nebuchadnezzar did. He just lived like he forgot about the dream. It was just like he didn't dream anything. And after one year, he stood in his palace and he was looking and then he started praising himself. And then he ended up being in the woods, going to the cows to feed with the animals. But if he he had listened to the counsel that Daniel had given him, he would have not gone into that position of where he now ended up seven years, you know, living with the animals. So sometimes also then when you've gone for counsel, follow it. Sometimes you're given counsel, good counsel, and you don't follow it, and you end up in the wrong place. And that's why sometimes when you come back again to people looking for counsel, people don't listen to you because they know you don't listen. Because you've come to the point where you descend, you realize, I need to to seek counsel. Then follow it when you have found the car, when you have found somebody who gives you counsel, follow it. Amen. So may the Lord help us, because Nebuchadnezzar, the way he behaved was like a fool, because that will not behave like a fool. Amen. A wise person seeks counsel, and he listens to counsel, and he increases in understanding. Amen. And also the word of God tells us in Isaiah 11, verse 2, Isaiah 11, after Isaiah chapter 11, that Jesus Christ was told, prophesying about our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and mighty, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And we, being children of Jesus Christ, being children of the Lord, we also have this Spirit. We can have also the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge. Sometimes we just need to seek God and God speaks to you. And what God speaks to you, follow it. Amen. Because you are a child of God, and like saying God connects us through the human spirit, and He can deposit that counsel, He can give you this knowledge that you need in whatever decisions we have to make. Amen. Amen. So if you seek direction and discernment, God will make a way. God will make sure you find a way. Amen. And lastly, but not least, discernment is with the word of God. Discernment is is with the word of God. Discernment with the word of God. Actually, the word of God is the basis of all discernment. Because the word of God call it contains everything. The word of God contains the characters and the principles of God. In the word of God, you can learn, you can know about anything, anything, you know? Even about people, you can learn from the word of God. Go to Proverbs chapter 7. It will tell you about strange men and you know, strange women. Proverbs, so it can tell you about the sluggard. It can tell you about the virtuous woman. It can tell you about the gossipers. If you don't understand somebody's character, just go and read the word of God. Go and read Proverbs. Because also in life, we need to be able to discern people. There are some people at times that we think, oh, I can rely on this person. Or even if in the house of the Lord, by the times those people can tear you down. You need discernment to know how to relate with each and every person. You need discernment to know even your relatives you need discernment to know how far to go how far you're going to go with this person how far you're going to relate if you know the word of god if you read proverbs you will know if you don't understand a person go <coughs> amen go and read about you know find out read look about a fool you can go go read the word of god proverbs will tell you about the behavior of a fool you can find a concordance you know concordance, write all the scriptures. It will tell you a virtuous woman about a sluggard, a lazy person. And you can begin to see sometimes, you know, the word of God makes things clear. There's sometimes, oh, oh, pastor, oh, my sister, shall I know? this? Is this the brother or is this the sister that I should get married? And you actually see some lifestyles. Some lifestyles you just don't need, you know, you don't need any explanation. Just by you being a child of God reading the word, you can see every kind of lifestyle. You can be able to read any person the Word of God. The Word of God is the manual. It has everything. We need to be people who read the Word of God. The, our problem is that we don't read the Word of God. We Christians, we just know here, ah, they say it's about this, and somebody's telling something which is not even in the Bible. They just heard somebody saying some things. That's why, you know, we, you are tossed to and fro. Nowadays, there are all kinds of churches, all kinds of doctrines. So if you don't know the Word of God, you easily fall. You just fall for anything. So you, you need to read the word of God personally, for yourself. Read the word of God. These days we have all these gadgets. We're always on phone, WhatsApp. You can put the Bible on that phone. When I'm using train going to work, at times you'll be surprised. You just say, let me read. By the time I'm, re- I'm reaching Den Haag, I had read so many chapters of the Bible. But if you, at times, then if I, I can also just mess up the time just on WhatsApp and all this. But you know, we can maximize on reading the word of God. You just read the word of God like that. So when something happens, when an issue now comes up, you find that then the Holy Spirit just makes that word come out. Suddenly it pops up. Even choosing a business venture, which to go, suddenly the word of God comes to help you to decide, to help you. Amen. So, beloveds, we need to be people who read the word of God. The word of God is everything. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 we are able to descend through the word of god because the word of god tries everything and also we need discernment to to understand the word of god so actually we 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 descend the word we descend the word so we are, so that we are able to apply it to every situation amen it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and, of and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. 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 So the word of God it descends everything it has the ability to cut and to divide to discern any situation that is facing us you can apply the word of god so if you allow the holy spirit to work with you in the w- in the word you know the word will cut through whatever the clouds any confusion the word of god will help you and you will be able to descend the right way, the right path to make the right decision. Amen. And lastly but not least, I want to say, so discernment we need it. We need daily discernment. As children of God, we all oh, we need daily discernment. What do I mean by daily discernment? Things like, you know, simple things like where to go, where not to go, what to say or when what not to say. There are sometimes you say things, say, oh I wish I had not said this. But then it will be too late. But when we walk in daily discernment, you'll be able to know, to tell Oh, should I go to this place? Oh, I cannot. Oh, this thing. You know, the guy when we were reading about that flight, that airplane which, um, which crashed in Brazil, which killed the footballers. And there's one guy who survived. They say he's a Christian. And if you hear, he was reading Psalm 91, even during the moment of the crash. And the guy, you know, in the morning, whatever, before he, he went to, the to take the flight, he actually told his wife that, ah, I just feel something. I just feel something in me. That somethings or something might go wrong. And the wife, that's the wife told him to go to read now Psalm 91, the wife began to share with him Psalm 91. And then the guy said, during that now moment of the, you know, during those moments when the flight was crashing, the guy now was reading Psalm 91. And he's the only guy who survived. That was discernment also. He discerned, he discerned it in the morning that he feels something. Something is, is, is not right. And us as, as children of God, we need that daily discernment so that we are able to tell. You sense it. It's just like like I was saying, an extra sense. You begin to sense, oh, I think I should just not be in this place. Let me go home. Let me go home. And listen to that. That's how you know how you exercise. Because you need to exercise it, for it or in order for it to work. Then you can be, oh, that time, I just felt like this again. I think I should do something. And you respond to it. Amen. So we need discernment, a daily discernment, in order to be tell, to be able to to you know, to tell, to know people. And you know, you can under, you can just meet a person and begin to know more things about them, even more than the way they know themselves. Because of that, that discernment, you just begin to under. At times, a person is talking to you, but you just begin to feel, you know, you begin to to pick things that are beyond their words. Some people, sometimes people will tell you, oh, I'm fine. But deep down, you can tell. Mm. So then if you are a person who descends, you will not just end up saying, hi, how are you? Oh, OK, you're fine. No, you will not end it there. You try, you try to find a way. How can I reach out to them? How can I, 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 re- I find out more and so that I can be of help, help? You can sense that, oh, I think this person is going through a rough time. And then how can I be there? I've noticed sometimes I talk to people or even in church and say, but I, there's someone I just feel like, no, I, I just feel things are wrong and I just need to go further to find out more about their person. So when you're a person who descends, you actually pick those things and you're able to relate with people. You're able to help people as a child of God. Amen. There are some people who just say, oh, uh, did you see this person? Yes, I saw them. They are fine. now. Everything say, really, really? But and then uh, if somebody goes to talk to that next person, they can be able to tell that this person is sick. And you, you, because you only do with people at the surface, you leave it, you just go. So we need that daily discernment. That's daily discernment, being able to tell beyond the words of a person, being able to pick things that go beyond. Amen. You can just enter a room and be able to tell what is happening without anybody telling you. Anybody before they start telling you, you can tell maybe that in this room there's been fighting. At times as pastors or you go visiting, you can enter some houses. You are able to tell before they anything is said that there is chaos in the house. You just begin to to feel it, to tell it. Daily discernment. And it then helps you as a Christian. How are you going to relate? How are you going to respond to it? Amen. So we need to develop our discernment each and every day, each and every day. It's a spiritual tool, it's a spiritual equipment that the Lord has given to us. And I want to challenge us that we need to to look at, that we need to develop ourselves. And uh, in in, in closing, I'll go to Hebrews chapter 5. My brother, can you open it for me? Paul was one person who really used discernment in, in his daily life. When you read Paul and you read his letters, his books, you will see that he's somebody who really you practiced and used discernment in situa- in, in his life. So discernment must really be awakened, it must really be tried, it must be really proven in our lives. That's why I say, because you awaken it, you respond to it, and the next time when another situation comes, you know, and you begin to use it daily in your life as a child of God. You will not live a life of crisis. There are some Christians who live from crisis to crisis, crisis to crisis, because you don't, you can't discern. So your life is full of crisis. Oh, I've fallen again into this into more another problem. You you can't because you don't have, but you can't exercise your discernment to be able to tell some, you know, that things are not going to go are not going to go right if I continue like this. Or you just sense, and the times you find you just begin to pray, you just begin to pray whether to plead the blood of Jesus or you begin to pray. So when you practice discernment, you live a life that is full of peace because you begin to tell, you begin to know things, you begin to tell situations. Amen. And when you're in a place, sometimes you just know when you go to a certain place, discernment will help you to tell what to do, what to do, what to say in a particular place. I'm surprised at times I see some very solid Christians who come, like people are moving maybe from Africa, you come to study, and a few weeks ago I see you, I ask them, what do you want to do in church or what, What people will tell you, oh, I'm, I'm still thinking, I'm still praying. They will take you many months, and the discernment will tell you when you move to any particular place, you begin to sense, you, s- you find, where can I fit? What can I be doing? You begin to you be it be it starts. When I came here, when I came to Jomo, and Pastor Wale was still there, Pastor Wale was always pushing, me, "Oh, please go ahead and sing, go ahead and sing." I said, "No, Pastor Wale. I could tell this is not my area. This is not where I'm going to serve in AGP. I just wanted. I felt I should be in intercession, and I was there. You'll find me on Sunday intercession, and that's where I thought I was calling in other things that I was being to do. I could descend. I could tell." The moment I came to the the church, that time were less people, less singers. But I I felt it was not my area. And you can you use you can use discernment to tell which area, which place you are going to to be ministering to. Let us stand and let us rise up and be on our feet as we are about to pray. You can. I want the Hebrews five again. Sorry. (coughs) Hebrews five, verse twelve to fourteen what Paul says in the book of Hebrews. It says, For for though this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Verse 13, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is those who by reason of Yusuf, their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. And Paul yeah, was telling us, you know, was, was challenging them, you know, to say that by the time you ought to be taking solid food, you are still taking milk. And that's the thing, at times, that's us mostly in growing in this area of discernment, in using our discernment. Because we don't learn. The word is preached, and you don't grow, which is the word which allows you to be able to, to discern things, to grow, so that you can make the right decisions. But we need to, want. I just want us to make a cry to God that no, God, may God help us, that we do not remain babies just taking milk, just taking milk. But I tell you that this spiritual equipment, it matures, you developed and it matures, it grows. But if you are not growing as a child of God, you cannot grow in discernment. You will keep bouncing back to the same mistake, bouncing back to the same problems. So I want you to talk to God, even as the year is ending. We need to be a people who discern. What has God done here in 2016? What are the lessons that we have learned in 2016? What are the experiences that I have gone through? By now you are beginning to discern what is 2017, what is 2017 going to look like for me? What is 2017 going to be for my family? What is God about to do? You need to be able to discern to understand times and God works in times and seasons and we need to be people who discern the times, who understand the seasons. We cannot live as Christians, you no, know, being ruled by media by what the news are saying, by what following what the magazines are saying but we children of God, we should be ahead. We should be able to understand the times, that this is what we need to be doing right now, that this is how we need to walk. We should not be just be surprised by things happening, but we need to have a sharper discernment so that we can be able to make wise decisions. Decisions so that we can believe a victorious christian life that we know you not live a life of from crisis to crisis i refuse to say lord help me i cannot just continue to live this life of managing crisis to crisis but may god help you may you have that spiritual sense of discernment talk to god in your own way you know your own the areas you know how god you know god should just touch your life how you should develop these too maybe you have been having it but you have always been stumbling because you have not been listening you listening to God does not speak through our brains or emotions. He speaks through our human spirit. May our human spirit tune in to God. May we be tuned into the Holy Spirit. We need to be tuned into the Holy Spirit. We need to be tuned into the Holy Spirit. Descendment is not only for men of God. It's not only for pastors, for prophets, for apostles, but it is for us all children of God. We can operate in discernment. We need that daily discernment. We need to know at times you're always falling into problems because you don't know. You do. You over. But trust people, people that you should not have trusted at all because you don't read people, you don't understand people, but with discernment you can be able to tell when you meet a person, to tell how far you can go, to tell how much you can say how far you can go with them may the Lord help us, maybe we have been even falling into wrong business ventures or failing at business because we're making the wrong decision, because our discernment has not been sharp enough, so just ask the Lord to help you, let us ask the Lord to help you help your discernment. Let's ask the Lord to help you, to have that spiritual equipment, to help your discernment. That Lord help me to grow, to grow into solid food, that I will not just remain on milk, on only things that are, you know, things that are just for children. Even as the word is preached, as things are happening in church, may I grow, may I grow so that I may be able to use my spiritual equipment, so that I may be able to use the things that God has given to me, the blessings, the gifts that the Lord has given to us, the equipment that the, that the Lord has given to us. Father, we thank you. Murena Rabaka Shanda Rabakata Murena Rabaka Shinde Rebekete Murena Rabaka Shanda Rabaka Sanda Rikayande Robo Kotari Kayande Rabaka. Rikayande Robo Kotarika Yanda Rabaka. Rikayande Robo Kotarikayande Rabaka Shanda. Rikayande roboko yanda. Pry to God, say Lord, sharpen my discernment. Sharpen my discernment. Maybe I've not been listening to you enough. Forgive me for the time that I've heard the inner voice. And I have not listened to it. But now, oh God, help me. Help me that I will be spiritually sensitive. Sharpen my discernment, oh God. Sharpen my discernment in everything. In my academic life. In my academic life. In my job. In my work. Lord, sharpen my discernment. In my calling. In the things that you have called me to do. Help me, Heavenly Father. Sharpen my discernment, oh God. Oh, Rabaka Shinde Rebeketa. Rienda Rabaka Rienda Rabaka Shinde Ramakayanda. Rekete rebeke shinde robo koyen, rekete raba rienda robo kosa, reenda raba kashinde robo kota, reenda shinde